0: garden plots with Skeletor, and I am Skeletor, the gardening guru that will, like a trellis to a trumpet vine, support you in your growth. That support will come in the form of shouting, insults, and threats, but I make no apology for doing what's necessary to turn you plant pea brains into gardening galaxy brains. Stop. You're not allowed to reference memes. Especially not old memes. I will reference whatever I like. I've been to the internet. I know about things. You're just jealous because I am elite. You still think cat memes are funny. I do, and I am objectively correct about that. Now be quiet before I yeet you into the dungeon. Yeet? You monster, you are the worst. I am the best at everything. And one among the myriad things I am the best at is Harvesting and storing my vegetables for use in the late fall and winter months. You see, the entire point of having a garden, besides the lush greenery and satisfaction of bringing nature to heal, is to enjoy your garden's gifts all year round. Of course you can freeze, pickle, can, and so on, but there are some of your harvests that will last with no preservation method at all. Potatoes, squash, onions, and their ilk can be stored without issue for several months. Up to eight months in the case of the loyal and steadfast potato. It's all a matter of proper lighting and ventilation. Yes, we've all had a bounteous harvest that we wished to display prominently so others could grit their teeth in envy at your gardening skill. Well, I have. You're probably lucky to have come through this harvest with so much as a few stringy carrots. But eventually you'll have a harvest that's not humiliating. And when that happens, you'll want to show it off. But if you foolishly choose to display your vegetables in a countertop tableau, you are going to have to deal with rotten, sprouting produce after a single fortnight. Store your root vegetables in as close to darkness as you possibly can. If you have a dungeon, that will do nicely.
1: Most people don't really have dungeons. I mean, Nana does, but most people don't.
0: Fine. If you're all going to insist on living dungeonless lives, apart from Riley's Nana, then a rarely visited closet, a well enclosed pantry, or a shed will do. Whatever it is, it needs to have airflow, mild temperatures, and as little light as possible. Moisture will destroy your hard earned harvest, so mesh baskets for storage are advised. And if you want to show off your garden's riches, I recommend a photo shoot before putting them in your pantry. You can enclose the pictures in your holiday newsletter. Or use them to shame your minions for their underwhelming performance.
1: That explains why a picture of a wheelbarrow full of pumpkins is
0: on the Minion of the Month plaque. Next month, it's going to be a basket of chard. So when do we get to carve the pumpkins? When we are turning them into pumpkin soup. What? No pumpkin carving for Halloween? Carving pumpkins just to put a candle in them is barbaric and idiotic. It's a waste of a perfectly good gourd. But it's fun. It's fun. So is soup. Aw, come on. I thought you were going
1: to get in the spirit of this. You're even sort of in costume. I'm not sure having invisible legs is really a costume. But it's not not a costume, I guess.
0: This is not a celebration of Halloween. This is a dress rehearsal for my inevitable triumph. Oh yeah, the plan where you disguise yourself as a As no one at all! Certainly not a magically inept floating idiot whose name starts with O! Okay, so
1: then you're claiming this dress rehearsal is for what?
0: For a project that involves leg secrecy. Perfect save.
1: Hi, Beastman.
2: Oh, that fabric you wanted just came in the
1: oh, Are you okay, Skeletor? Oh, what happened to your legs?
0: You have ghost legs. Ah, don't worry. This is a Halloween thing. It's all right. I told you it's not for Halloween.
2: Are they in the room right now? I feel a cold breeze. Is that your legs?
0: Oh yeah, that's definitely the legs. My legs are still here. It's a... I'm trying to put this in terms you will understand, Beast Man. It's a magic trick to hide my legs. They are present, but invisible.
2: So, ghost legs.
1: Wait, do you think everything that you can't see is a ghost?
2: That's what evil Lynn told me happened to my last slice of pizza. It became a ghost, and that's why I couldn't find it anywhere.
1: So when I go home and I'm not in Snake Mountain anymore?
2: Ghost, Riley.
1: Whoa. I've never felt more goth. Wait, so what happens when you blink?
2: Well, you are probably ghosts for just a second, and uh, then you're not ghosts anymore.
0: As troubling as Beastman's relationship with Object Permanence is... I find it more troubling that Beastman is still in the room. Oh, uh, yes.
2: Sorry. I'll uh, go water the peace lily.
0: No, you'll go check on that special task. The task whose name we don't say?
2: Right. I'll do that. And then I'll go check on the peace lily.
0: I swear, if you take even one nibble of Favriel, Beastman... Okay, that's actually a good name. All of my names are excellent. Vivianella, Skiffle, and Gunch say otherwise. Gunch will learn to love that name, or it will find itself in the compost heap. Now, for the plant of the episode, the Bromeliad. It's guaranteed to bring tropical vibes to your space, no matter what time of the year it is. Bromeliads, with their thick foliage and central rosette, are not only easy for even the most dunderheaded. is not snack time. Don't worry about it, I'll edit it out. And it's Halloween. Halloween is snack time all day long. I suppose the unbelievable quantity of black lace and smudgy eye makeup you're currently sporting is to signal that you are a devotee of Halloween. It is the best holiday. I'm kind of surprised you're not more into it. Why would I be into it? I'm neither a candy-obsessed child, nor a fan of dressing in the raiment of various occupations for the lulz.
1: No. And, stupid memes aside... I mean, you're pretty goth. The skull and crossbones motif,
0: the black nails, the cowl. I just figured. Riley, being an evil overlord isn't just for Halloween. It's a commitment to the lifestyle every day. Ah, so you're one of those goths. (laughs) Ha! I am not a goth. Goths could only dream of my aesthetic excellence. Oh boy, you're one of those goths. I'm not goth, I'm evil! If you want to get on my level, as the kids say... I think everyone who said that is in their fifties now. If you want to get on my level, then step up your evilness and spend a little less time mooning about in graveyards and thinking about whether or not vampires are lonely. Vampires are super lonely. Fact. This show is about plants, not your vampire emotions. Fact. And a fact about the bromeliad that you may find useful in your feeble attempts to keep it healthy is that they are epiphytes, like orchids. This means that they don't need to root in soil. Instead, they can use trees or other structures to support them. It's perfectly possible to root your bromeliad in orchid mix, which is mostly bits of bark.
1: Oh, that's what that stuff is. I thought it was some type of gross high-fiber cereal for old
0: people. If you're trying to denigrate the good name of Grainy Grains, your hubris will be punished after you turn 30 and realize that you do, in fact, need to have fiber in your diet. See, this is why Evelyn doesn't share the good candy with you. The only thing Evelyn shares is her opinion, and only if it's especially mean. She let me have a piece? More fool you to eat it. There was probably fine print attached. You likely have to do some terrible chore that she refuses to do.
1: Not if I destroy the evidence and deny it ever happened. Anyway, Evelyn's not so bad. I'm not sure how I feel about her costume, though. I can't decide if it's more clever or lazy.
0: Is it the sticker that says, Hello, my name is not Evelyn? Yeah. Lazy. That's the only costume she's ever done.
1: Hmm. Well, maybe Whiplash has some decent candy. She's got a pretty good costume.
0: Well, not good, maybe. But more than a sticker. The box store vampire costume, but he wears his guitar with it all day? Yeah.
1: He said he was Count Shredula.
0: He's that every year. And some Tuesdays. Well, you know, it's whiplash. It works for him. Debatable. And despite the commitment to costume, you won't get any good candy from him. He only likes those tiny boxes of raisins. Gross. What the heck? thought he was supposed to be cool. Admittedly, he does soak them in rum and light them on fire before eating them. He says it makes them taste right. Alright, that's kind of cool. He also ate the pennies merman was collecting for UNICEF. That's less cool. Your misguided tolerance for whiplash aside, the bromeliad is one of the houseplants that appreciates a slack hand at the wheel. Pour water into the central rosette, clean out any water left standing each week, and refill the rosette. Leave the soil alone. Keep your bromeliad somewhere moist with medium to bright light, and enjoy the tropical colors for two to five years. Yes, they live short but bright lives, burning with a fiery passion for greatness that is inspiring to even the most hardened heart. The Dauntless Bromeliad is a model for all of us, that even if there is no guarantee of our success, that we should dare to be true to ourselves, to grow as brightly and audaciously as we choose. Aww. That's actually kind of beautiful. That we should seize the chance when it is presented to us. That I should rise up and wrest control from those on the throne, blooming into the full might of my rule over Eternia. A rule where all will be awestruck by my brilliance, and I will finally have the power of Skull. Ah. My rule will be the most beautiful thing Eternia has ever seen. Just wait until I get my hands on the city planning department. Their emphasis on tidy, grassy parks is shameful. Wild pollinators require more than just lawns, you imbeciles!
2: Skeletor? Is there such a thing as a ghost plant?
0: There's going to be a ghost beast man if you don't stop interrupting.
2: It's just that Favriel isn't in her usual place. I can't find her anywhere.
1: Hmm, see, it's probably the ghost legs are contagious. She probably caught ghostness, and that's why she's not around. Who knows which of us might catch it next.
2: Oh, no. Do you think I could end up with ghost legs?
1: Riley, do not encourage this! You're not looking at your legs right now. Are they still there? Ghost legs! That's fine. We all have ghost legs sometimes. I've had ghost legs this whole time! Oh boy, you're looking a little pale. Do you need some chocolate?
2: I'm not allowed to have any chocolate.
1: That has literally never stopped you before.
2: Well, oh, I eat the wrappers. There's still a little chocolate left in the creases. That checks out. But where is the peace lily? I was going to visit it. It's finally looking delicious. happy. It is looking happy.
0: Don't even think about it. Gabrielle has been moved beside my whirlpool tub. She has a view out the window where she can see all that will be ours when I finally take down that ridiculous He-Man. Claim the throne for myself, and harness the power of Greyskull! I'm sure she appreciates that?
2: Hmm, perhaps I should check on her, just to make sure she is happy.
0: You are not allowed in the master bathroom! The last time you were there, I found a ring of fur in my bathtub! We have a swimming pool!
2: But it doesn't have jets! The whooshing is so nice on my shoulders. Great for stress relief.
0: What on earth do you have to be stressed about?
2: Taxes?
0: Yeah,
1: okay, even I don't believe that you know what those are.
2: I know, and that's why it's so stressful.
0: Well, you'll have to remain unenlightened on that front. We're going to get a very literal examination of will it kill Beastman if you don't go complete that special task.
2: Oh, okay, I'll go. And I'm sorry your legs are ghosts.
0: Just invisible! It's magic! We've covered this! The magic of ghosts. You're not helping.
1: But I'm having fun, and that's the important thing.
0: Just for that, you're not allowed to have anything from my candy bowl. I'm good. Candy corn is nasty. It's tiny corn pieces made of candy! Pass.
2: Um, sorry, your evilness, but. What was the thing you wanted me to do again?
0: You mangy, maledictive muttonhead! (sighs) You are to go and bring a meal for our special guest.
2: Do you mean Hordak? I thought he left last week.
0: No, not Hordak. Our other guest. Our floating guest? Our annoying floating guest who wears purple robes and is locked in the moth cage? Whose name starts with O?
2: Oh, that guest. The one whose name I'm not supposed to say while you're recording. Hmm. Wink. I don't think you're supposed to say wink. Oh, no. Wink is okay. The word I'm not supposed to say is or- Shut up! Oh, right. (laughs) Sorry. What does that guy eat anyway?
0: How should I know? Ugh, just- Bring him a bowl of cilantro and some of that protein powder Hordak left behind. He'll probably love it. How did you manage to capture
1: that unnamed individual that I'm sure nobody who might be listening could possibly identify from your description, anyway?
0: Capturing him is easy. It's getting him to leave that is usually the difficult part. I simply sent him an anonymous letter informing the individual in question that he had won tickets to a jam band festival and that in order to claim the tickets, he should report to the base of Snake Mountain and hit himself repeatedly over the head with a frying pan until he passed out. Seriously? And that worked? Of course it worked. When he woke up in the moth cage, he kept asking whether the concert had started and if the electric meatloaf fiasco had gone on yet.
2: (laughs) What a dom (laughs) dom! Everyone knows the electric meatloaf fiasco are headliners. There's no way they would be playing until at least the second day of a festival.
0: Why are you still here?
2: Oh, right. Sorry.
0: Do you want some of my candy? No, I want to finish this episode.
1: I got this saltwater taffy Merman gave me. He keeps trying to push it on everyone, and it's terrible. It's like the ocean burped in my mouth.
0: That's what you get for accepting candy from strangers.
1: I've known Merman for almost a year. I helped him with his Halloween costume. Last year he was a cool pineapple. This year he said he wanted to be a pineapple that didn't care whether it was cool or not. Which actually made it cooler. It's pretty much the same costume, but he's not wearing sunglasses with it. He asked if I could give him a haircut that looks like he hasn't gotten a haircut. Only he hasn't gotten any hair, so I just held some scissors
0: near his head and said snip a couple times. Well then, that's what you get for accepting candy from friends. Never trust anyone giving anything away. You're giving away plan advice, though. I'm not giving away plant advice. I'm berating the dim witted into compliance. And speaking of dim witted, will it kill Beast Man? This episode, we look at the ponytail palm. This feathery, curly leafed palm is for those of you that can't remember the last time you watered your plants, but still feel unaccountably deserving of greenery in your life. It prefers dry conditions, so don't water without making sure the soil is dry. What it does not like is being gnawed on by Beastman. That said, while the ponytail palm does not care for such treatment, it won't harm Beastman in the process. More's the pity. The ponytail palm, will it kill Beastman? No? But stay away, you flea bitten fool! I've just gotten Rufindro's fronds the way I wanted them.
1: Yeah, weird to say, but you were right to go with the beach waves for his fronds.
0: Yes, I have exquisite taste. And speaking of taste, specifically those who have the good taste to send me money, now for a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Dude Snippers. I am unfamiliar with this particular vendor, but they appear to be a tailoring business that focuses on specialty menswear. Uh, are you sure about that? Of course I'm sure. It says right here, Man's Caping. Clearly they make capes for men, a fine occupation. I myself tend to favor cowls, but a cape is an appropriately dramatic article of clothing. I do notice that they seem to have left out the space between the words man's and caping. Ah, trying to save money on the character count in the ad copy, eh? Tailors are notorious for that kind of thrift. Well, nice try, dude snippers. I'll see that my accountant Calculator charges you every cent you owe. I really don't think... Now then, ahem. Are you tired of looking unkempt in your sensitive areas? Hmm, that's an odd way to phrase things. But I suppose if one's clothing were shabby and unkempt, one might be sensitive about it. And a cape of suitable length might conceal such shortcomings in the rest of one's garments. Very well. When your area is overgrown and out of control, it keeps people from wanting to be close to you. Wow, they are really changing gears here. Yes, I mean... Obviously, demonstrating poor gardening skills by letting weeds overrun your estate would be repulsive to a prospective romantic partner, but i fail to see how a well-tailored cape would remedy that situation. Perhaps if the cape is of a sufficiently dense material, it could protect the wearer from thorns and brambles while they are weeding? But that really is a bit of a stretch. Look, dude Snippers, have a bit more faith in your product. Don't pander to the gardening enthusiasts who listen to this show. Anyone discerning enough to seek out my horticultural advice will see through such an obvious ruse. Just play to your strengths. A cape is an elegant and dramatic garment with clean lines that can add an air of menace and mystery to your appearance. Keep it simple. Try something like this. Dude Snippers will keep you looking neat and tidy for your prospective mate. You will seem more adventurous and may even appear larger than you actually are. Dude Snippers. There. You're welcome.
1: Maybe Beastman is right and I am a ghost. I wish I was a ghost. Because ghosts don't exist. And if I didn't exist, then I couldn't have heard that.
0: Finally, a leaf it to me. O great and mighty one, for whom the heavens tremble to speak his name. (laughs) Finally, someone gets it. I don't think I'm watering my garden beds appropriately. Oh, don't think that know that you are not watering your garden beds appropriately. In the summer, most of my squash plants were wilted and yellowing. I increased my watering schedule and they improved, but now the leaves are yellowing again and some of my pumpkins are going soft. What can I do? Signed, Overwatered in Operon. Well, Overwatered, you are at least aware of how wrong you are, which puts you a class above most nattering nincompoops who can't tell their thumb from a trowel in the ground. Is the trowel the forky one? Forky one? Yeah, you know, a good claw guy. You mean my minion, Clawful? He's absolutely not a good anything. I keep meaning to fire him, but I always forget whenever I am near the pink slips.
1: No, not Clawful. And you can't fire him, he's putting his sister through nursing school. I mean, the garden tooly thing. The one with the prongs. You know, it's all... Forky. Like this? Oh, uh, yeah. That one looks a little more lethal than the ones I usually see. But yeah,
0: Forky Claw Friend. This is not a Forky Friend. This is a Cultivator. And it is extra lethal because when I garden, I do not come to play games. I come to win.
1: Oh. Well, that's a trowel, then. This. A small sword?
0: They are not usually this impressive. Oh,
1: the Stabby Boy.
0: Trowel.
1: Yeah, yeah, Trowel, Stabby Boy. Okay, I've got it.
0: Somehow I very much doubt you do. Now- where was I?
1: Insulting the listeners.
0: That doesn't narrow it down for me.
1: Something about watering?
0: Ah, yes, that's right. Well, overwatered in Operon, your watering needs change throughout the seasons. The best thing you can do right now, at least for your squash plants, is nothing. If they are getting soft, they have taken on too much water too late in the season and are rotting on the vine. They will not be good for eating or displaying. What about carving? If you must be so crude, then perhaps you can get one evening's worth of carved pumpkin out of it, but don't do anything fancy. The cell structure is already compromised, so no shaded-out portraits of yours truly, despite my glorious visage being the only image worth ruining a pumpkin over. Think economy of line. An outline of me reclining pensively on a bearskin rug will do nicely. Please say wearing clothes. Of course wearing clothes! There are some places you do not want bear hair to be. Probably a lot of places, actually. Most notably on a living, angry bear. Consider that a free life lesson. Anyway, your watering has to match soil and temperature needs. If you have a raised bed, they are likely to dry out more frequently than beds that are dug into the soil. So, during the summer, you will likely need to water a raised bed once a day, depending on the temperature and humidity of your location. However, as fall comes on, You can greatly reduce watering, or stop it altogether if your plant has put out all its fruit. You can leave your winter squash on the vine as they die back, as long as you don't leave them out to get frost damage. So, leave your poor squash plants alone. Haven't they done enough for you? Not if they aren't
1: spooky jack-o'-lanterns they haven't.
0: Every time I think I'm finally getting through to you, how- Can you find it acceptable to disembowel a beautiful squash or gourd, dramatically reducing its lifespan, then setting it on fire from the inside? And you sneer at me and call me evil. Actually, you call you evil. That's right, and never forget it. But I have standards, and mangling vegetables is out of line. And anyway, the problem with jack-o'-lanterns is that you YOLO them. No. Yes? You only light once. And then what do you have but a slowly rotting pumpkin that you've lightly cooked?
1: You've gone past irritating me to the point I am just sad for you. And me. And the listeners. You've made me sad for everyone.
0: And now I've brought you to my level of goth. Audience, come back next episode and be there to witness the triumph of the soon-to-be ruler of Eternia. It's Garden Plots with Skeletor no more it will be Garden Plots with King Skeletor.
1: Garden Plots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Raphael Medina and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Beastman is played by Rafael Medina. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Additional music from Filmmusic.io by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, and all associated characters, are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Tumblr at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.tumblr.com, or on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots. You can donate to Skeletor schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash GardenPlotsWithSkeletor. Thank you for listening.
3: Are they gone? Yes. I think they are ghosts now. Okay. Wow. really don't have time to unpack that. Look, you wait out here and stand guard. This is the perfect chance for me to record my Halloween special horror anthology show. I really think... Your objections are noted. (coughs) Well, hello there. I'm the ghost of Senator Aloysius Bloodingham, and welcome to my spooky ska Aquarium. Since I shuffled off this mortal coil, the blood in my veins may no longer be running, man. But one thing that has remained rock steady is my appreciation for aquatic life and the pop-punk-influenced ska music of the late 80s And early 90s. That's why I opened this haunted dance hall aquarium, which will be the setting for tonight's story. The Terror of the Tiger Shark Trombone. I hope you don't drop your mint julep in fright, because someone will have to pick it up, pick it up, pick it. (sighs) Hey, Beastman. I think you're right. It's just too
2: high concept. You risk losing the audience. It's difficult to walk the line between pastiche and parody.